0: Next fight up on the prelims is a bantamweight bout between Julio Arce and Andrew Ewell. Ewell's 17-7 overall, 3-2 in his last five fights. American fighter, 33 years of age, 5'8 with a 75-inch reach. He trades at Apex MMA. We've given him a 3-5 on the fighter IQ rating. He's the slight dog, plus 170. Julio Arce is minus 200 as a favorite. He's 16-4 overall, 3-2 in his last five fights. Also an American fighter, 31 years of age, 5'7 seven with 70-inch reach. He trades at Tiger Shulman's MMA, which is also in New Jersey. We've given him a 3 out of 5 on the Fighter IQ rating. According to Tabology, the public is siding with Arce, with 71% of the votes going towards Julio Arce. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, Andrew Ewell first, okay, looking at his just recent fights, his recent fight history. He's coming off of a loss in February to Chris Gutierrez. And if you watch that fight, the beginning of the fight is pretty, you know, pretty touch-and-go, Um Andrew likes Andre. Andre Uwueze likes to keep his distance. He's got very long arms, so if he can fight the way he wants to fight, he wants to use his jab, use some leg kicks, do a lot of tapping. He reminds me a lot of Sean Woodson, and that's like a good thing and a bad thing. Sean Woodson, if you know anything about him, he's a very long fighter as well. He's got long arms, long long legs, and so when they fight the way they want to fight, they're able to kick you from a distance, punch you from a distance, and not let you get them all tangled up and you know getting close. But what he also reminds me about Sean Woodson, and I'm not picking on Sean Woodson here, is just I feel like Andre Andre Ewell doesn't have a lot of power in his punches. And I think he throws a lot of punches on purpose, not really with power, just to strike and sort of touch and get his distance and also maybe get some points. But at, over the course of three rounds, you just don't see any power behind any of, of Andre, Andre Ewell's punches. So I feel like overall that's a big... It's a big negative in his game. So he doesn't have finishing ability. He's not going to knock somebody out. And when you look at someone like um, Julio Arce, who we'll talk about a little bit more in a second, he's got a hell of a chin. You know, he's got a he's got a chin on him. So you know that's going to be a problem here for for Ewell in terms of trying to really get to him, and back him up. But anyway, the point is, looking back at that fight against Chris Gutierrez, Gutierrez tore him up, man. Tore up his legs. He had, um, you know, he had his legs hurt. He had him really uncomfortable. He had, at points, at points, Gutierrez was kicking him. And he had this dude spinning around in circles, and which is completely uncomfortable. So, bottom line, he got his butt kicked there against Gutierrez. Lost the fight. That was back in February. Let's go back one more fight against um, Irwin Rivera. He fights Rivera. And no offense to Rivera, but Rivera is really not nearly at the caliber um, that most of the fighters that you know we see at UFC level. Put it that way. He's just barely at that level of a fighter. And you all got a split decision win over that guy. And if you look at the fight, I mean... I think most good fighters, most like top 15 type of contenders would have put someone like Irvin Rivera away. Rivera was a smaller fighter, shorter, didn't really pack much of a punch. But unfortunately, Ewell got tired. He wasn't able to finish the deal. And you start seeing that issue again where he tags people, he touches people, he's got nice striking, he's got nice long arms. There's just not much behind the punches. You know what I mean? So you know, over the course of three rounds, his punching power just goes down and down and down. So by round three... His arms are by his, you know, actually, by end of round one, uh, Ewell has a tendency to have his arms way down by his side. Now, it's kind of his style, and, you know, there's ways to fight like that. There's been boxers that do it, and certain style Mayweather does at times where he's got, you know, a certain style where his his arm can be down pretty low. But, but you know, he's not doing it just for that. He's doing it because he's tired, <laughs> you know. So into, into later part of round one, and then obviously into round two and three, You'll notice that from you. Well, his arms are very down low. So he's obviously susceptible to counter punches or someone who's pretty quick and strike him. So don't love that, you know, but against urban Rivera, his arms are down low. Rivera is now kind of keeping up with him. And basically he squeaks out a split decision. I'm not saying that you will didn't deserve a split decision win, but it's a split decision win against a guy that he really should be doing better against someone. He really should be finishing. All right, let's go back one more fight against Jonathan Mar- Martinez. That was terrible. The fans were booing. Commentators were booing. That was just flat out a robbery. Ewell lost that fight, you know. And I'm not trying to rank on Ewell, but Martinez clearly won rounds two and three of that fight. I don't know what the judges saw there. One judge had it for Martinez, one judge had it for Ewell, and then one judge had it 30 to 27 for um, um, excuse me for Ewell. And it was just like, what? What were you watching? That was maybe a, a round for Ewell. I don't know, but it was tough. I felt bad for the kid Martinez. But anyway, so he gets two back to back split decision wins. That's how our buddy Ewell rolls. Before that, he fought Marlon Rivera. He lost that fight, uh, round three, ground and pound. Part of that, he won against Dos Santos. Part of that, he lost against Nathan- Nathaniel Wood. And then, prior to that, guess what he did? Another decision win against Renan Barrios. So, three of his last four wins for Andre Ewell have been by split decision. That doesn't mean he should have lost all those decisions. I'm not saying that, but you know, he's getting by by this by like you know, the, like the skin of his uh his ass basically very close. Like he's barely getting by right now. So I don't love what I saw from him in these last few fights. I think he lost against Martinez. I think he should be coming in here as a fighter who's lost three of his last four. I think urban Rivera was not a very good test and he barely beat him. So I, I mean, I know I'm piling it on, but I'm not very high on you. I think he's going to go in there. He's going to look athletic and look rangy in that first part of round one. And then I think as long as Arce pushes the tempo and backs him up, you'll see you will start getting on his bicycle, start moving away. I don't think, I don't think you will knows how to block leg kicks. I'm just going to say it. I don't think he knows how to block them. And just like Woodson, he's got very skinny legs. So guys like that, guys like Sean O'Malley, if you get in there with someone who throws some really hard, lower leg kicks, that's always going to be a potential problem. Right. Let's talk a little bit here about um, Julio Arce. So Julio Arce, I'm, I'm, I, I guess I should also preface this. I'm not saying Julio Arce is like all American pie. And I, I'm so confident in him and that you should just put all your money here in the must, minus 200. No, no, no. I am picking him to win. I'll probably put a full, full unit on Julio Arce to win outright. So I'm confident enough in that. Not so much confident that maybe I, I won't go ahead and parlay him per se. And we'll talk some some, some more here about the uh, prop bets in a second. But anyway, looking at looking at Arce, he's got a loss here two years ago Two years ago against Hakeem Duwaldu. That was two years ago and that was his last fight that's never a good look you know you want to see fighters who are more active at least for andre ewell he's been active so that's not great um that was two years ago a split decision loss and honestly probably should have been just an outright unanimous loss Uh, again another weird fight where i thought hakeem dawadu did did clearly enough in two rounds to win the fight those judges are weird man they're wacky so he gets split, split decision win there and for julio arce he gets a loss, but it's not a bad loss. Wadu's pretty good prospect. He's twelve-two and, and zero right now, so he's doing okay. Prior fight, he fights Julian Erosa. I think that's a good example of trying to separate where's a guy like Arce, where's a guy like Erosa. Erosa's a decent fighter. He's going to give you like a a good fight. He's got like that Rocky, got some heart. He's going to swing. He's going to bang. In this fight, you could tell from like early round one that Erosa was leaving himself open. He's like, I'm going to come here and fight, man. I'm here to win. The bonus, I want to get some money, whatever. It was a matter of time. And what ends up happening is Arce kicks him in the head. Total KO in round three. Nice win for Arce. You know, it wasn't like he beat someone who was super special. It wasn't a top contender, but it was a round three finish. I'll tell you, one thing you start seeing from Arce in that fight, and you see also the Hakim Dualdo fight, Arce could bang. Arce could take some punishment. He could take a few hits. He'll keep moving forward. That brings us to the Shaman, Shaman Marias fight. Back in 2018, Marias and, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Arce fought. And Marias lands an elbow on uh, Arce. And it splits Arce, I mean, badly over here on the side of the head. Dude's bleeding out. like It's almost like it's spraying out the type of blood that's coming out. It's all over the place. He survives all the second half of the second round, all the third round. Ends up losing the fight by split decision. It was a battle, it was a good fight. On that elbow that he took to the head, he never got stunned. He was okay, never complained. He was actually smiling at times. He was also bleeding from the back of his neck or back of his head. It was a bloody mess. Some fights, some other fights may have been stopped because of it, but he showed a lot of heart. He was a fun fighter to watch that night. And I guess what I could take away from that is he's now stepping in a ring against a guy like Andre Ewell, who I think he's got durability issues with his legs, doesn't pack a big punch. So if you're someone like Arce, Arce could just walk straight down, walk right up in Andre Ewell's grill and bang with him. And that's not Ewell's style. Ewell's going to back away and get his bicycles and run. He's going to move. I think in a smaller octagon, which we're going to have this weekend, I think our buddy here, who you is going to be able to cut the octagon off and get a win. How does he do it? Could be some kind of TKO, maybe in round three, because of the leg kicks, because of the just overall damage. You know, I've seen Andre Ewell take... Some leg kicks that he didn't like that were uncomfortable. I've seen him curl over against fighters that were much less than this that hurt him. So, you know, I'm not saying that uh, Andre Ewell is going to be an easy finish by any means, but I do see Julio Arce finish, finishing this fight within, three, within the three rounds at some point. And probably, like I said, some lower leg kicks or some TKO because he's going to walk the dude down. He's not worried at all about getting hurt. That's not going to be a factor for him. He's not worried about that. Now, looking at a prop bet. It's going to make sense here. I, I didn't look at the numbers, so forgive me. But um, I would say that one that's going to be most popular here is going to be who you are, say, to win by decision. Um, because the reality is that if it gets to a point where Andre Ewell is running, because he'll run, <laughs> I've seen him do it. He did it against Chris Gutierrez. Against Chris Gutierrez, he was getting kicked. And, you know, sometimes when you get kicked, it kind of makes you go off balance, right? He would just constantly just twirl right about right around, just turn right around. And as he was turning around, Chris Gutierrez would kick his, kick his ass again. So he kicked him the first time in his leg, and as the dude was turning, he kicked him again while he's turning around. So, um, yeah, look, I don't think Ewell's too proud to beg. He'll start running around the ring. He'll do whatever it takes to survive. But if you're looking at uh, the possibility of a of a nice prop bet, I would say looking at um, our state that went by dis- by by decision. Which I'm looking that up right now. R C went by decision is, yes, not that great, huh? Plus 125. That's going to be the most popular one. So, it's better than minus 200, I guess. But um, there's also a chance by TKO. You know, R C went by TKO. R C inside the distance. Let me see. Went inside the distance. That's plus 275. That's not so bad. So I think those are the two prop bets here you want to look at. I I I'm sorry. I have no faith in uh, Andre Ewell to win this fight or like to get some kind of you know knockout power overnight or some submission power that he doesn't have either. You know, he's a he's a technical fighter. He's a lot like Sean Woodson. They're gonna strike you from a distance. Kick you a little bit from a distance. You know, keep their distance. Um I think RC's gonna come in here. He doesn't care if he gets cut. He's gonna walk him right down. He's gonna wanna fight with him and say, listen, bring the fight to me. Let's get it going. It's a small cage. <clears throat> so I think it's pretty straightforward. And I do want to say this. When I first looked at this fight, and I first was like just peripheral looking at it. I actually was a little bit looking at Ewell. I was actually a little bit favoring him. And then I was thinking even like, oh, this is a dog or pass. Once you start looking closer here at who they fought recently, you know, what, what Julio does well, you know, what Andre does not do well, okay. Um, neither fighters gonna be on the ground, by the way. They both want to keep this fight on the feet. Okay. If it gets against the fence, that'll be small moments of the fight. And I think at that point, Arce may have a slight advantage only because he's a shorter fighter, so just because of, you know, physics, he might have a little bit better of a opportunity to keep andre against defense just for moments of this fight but otherwise it should be open out in the open the guys should be boxing and fighting and for rsa listen he'll probably tell you straight up before the fight i want to bang i want to fight i want to give somebody i want to give the people something exciting to cheer about so anyway that's the breakdown guys i wish you the best with the fight if you don't feel comfortable betting this fight because you've got some unknowns like the fact that rsa hasn't fought in two years uh like the fact that andre is coming off of like a bunch of split decisions we don't even know what his record maybe should be um, yeah, I understand that, too. It's a prelim bout, too. So anything's possible. And look, if it goes to the decision, which if, if Andre Ewell wins, it would be by decision. Okay? Uh, matter of fact, just to look at that prop bet, um, if Ewell were to win by decision, Ewell to win by decision. Where is that at? Ewell to win by decision. Mm, I can't even find it. I guess I don't even have it here. Oh, wait, here it is. That's plus 300. So... You know what? Hey, man, he, he, he beat Martinez by decision, and he, he shouldn't beat him. So who knows what could happen? Again, if it's going to go to the judges' scorecards, which I think it's like a 50-50 chance it goes to the scorecards. I think there's a 50% chance that the fight ends where Julio Arce just simply gets to Ewell, kicks him in the legs, durability issue, fight ends. And there's another 50% chance that the fight goes a distance. And at that point, it's just like, who the hell knows what judges are going to do, right? So... Good luck with the fight, guys. Um, our official pick though is gonna be Julio Arce to win the fight straight up. And I think he's gonna finish off. You will